to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Episode 21 of the Play It By Your Podcast, and uh, I want to welcome my compatriots to my, actually to my right, but to, <laughs> I guess when you see it, it'll be left, but we're looking at the, anyway, Todd Griffin. Hello. And Brady Lining. Hey, hey. Uh, we want to thank all of you for watching our 20th episode retrospective, and uh, it was a labor of love uh, putting those clips together. And uh, Todd, kind of from afar, and me and Brady got together one evening and uh, uh, decided what should go in there. And we haven't heard from all of you yet uh, to see maybe if we had some missed opportunities, which, quite frankly, we honestly do most of the time. But uh, uh, certainly would love to hear from you about that. Maybe that's a good problem to have if there was just so much to sift through. Yes. So much gold to sift through to come up with. A, a, lot of, a lot of ingredients, and I had to say a big thank you to Eric because he was correct, a labor of love. Um, he spent hours on the editing process, and it was not an easy task, so thank you, Eric. Yeah, Brady, how many times did I text you and say, I don't know if I can do this or not? <laughs> it, 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 was, uh, it was definitely uh, an intense process, but the, the end product was well worth it. Absolutely. And did you learn enough to where the next time we have a best of oh yeah you'll feel more comfortable because I assume maybe we should do that every yeah 20 25 episodes or something yeah. like yes. that maybe yeah we'll have another one down the line but yeah I, I definitely learned a lot and it'll be easier the next time as it usually is but uh, anyway uh, thank you all for the first 20 episodes and we're on to number 21 and uh, we'll get all the uh, things out of the way that we need to do for marketing purposes you can always find us on our home website anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast uh, you can also find us on google podcast apple podcast iHeartRadio, radio uh, spotify which is our biggest provider according to our numbers among others so uh again we invite you to find us at those places or most anywhere you can find a podcast you can probably find us there because i i find these places and i add us to them so i would say most of the major uh, podcast outlets you can find us on now so uh, again uh, much appreciated there and keep in mind when you go you can find a cl- uh, excuse me a, a link to leave us a voice message and uh, please do so there we can add you into the podcast and uh, get your thoughts and feelings on what we're doing here so uh, there you can also find us on Facebook play it by your podcast search us out there uh, as well as Twitter at play it by your pod number two. And uh, also you can email us at playitbyearpodcast2020 at gmail.com. I think that's everything. I think it is. All right. So with that, uh, we will move on to our topics. Uh, Remember how this works. Uh, We do, each of us have a topic we bring to the table. We talk for 20 minutes on that topic. The conversation is organic in that we have not really rehearsed any of this at all. So, uh... We will start with Todd on his, uh, or back from vacation. We'll give him the honors starting us out here. So, Todd, take it away. All right. I appreciate it. Uh, thought maybe to kick things off, we would, uh, episode 19, I believe it was, right before the best of, 
we were looking at a top 40... Uh, what is the title of this again? Like it's a top 40... Encyclopedia of Sandwiches. Encyclopedia of Sandwiches. And we just... You know, there are 40 on there, so we just split it in half. And we did the first 20 on episode 19. And we would we said we would come back and finish it up. So that's what we will do to start things off. So picking right back up where we left off. Sandwich number 21 on the Encyclopedia O Sandwich is a patty melt. Patty melt. Brady? Knick-knack patty melt. The Patricia melt, if you're fancy. So <laughs> Okay, Janet. <laughs> the I think the last time we would go through the, the little brief description that on the chart we're looking at, uh, ground beef patty, cheese, caramelized onions. Oh, no. Now, what, what it doesn't say on there is I always thought a patty melt had some sort of sauce. Some sort of like a orangish... Pinkish French dressing. Yeah, is it French dressing? Uh, or a Thousand Island. Thousand Island. Well, thousand it's, island. it's not Thousand Island either because I don't like Thousand Island dressing. Yeah. It, it's. I think it's something. It might have Thousand Island in it, but I don't yeah. think it's just something you can pour from a bottle. I think in it is not yeah, up again. Not up again. It's something that Patricia made. <laughs> yeah. So a patty. I can't. You can't go wrong with a patty. It's a fancy cheeseburger. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, one thing it doesn't talk about also is it's it's on toast usually usually a right. Texas toast right of some sort and I don't know about you gentlemen but I, I think of one place when I think of the patty melt Frisch's um, and of course I would get mine without the sauce and no onions but I, I think theirs is on isn't on wheat bread I believe it is and uh, that's you know the place where I would always see the Patricia melt was Frisch's and I would get it occasionally. It's not one of my favorites, but every once in a while I'd get a wild hair. Yeah, I, uh, I'll add in another place. Steak and Shake has a very good patty melt. Yeah. Nice and greasy, like a patty greasy. melt should be. Speaking of Thousand Island, though, something that was brought to my attention about back on uh, the first part of the list, number 17 was a Reuben. Yeah. And it says on here Russian dressing, but I- I'm pretty sure it's Thousand Island on a Reuben. Pretty sure that is Thousand Island dressing. That was brought to my attention, and because uh, I like Russian, I think Russian dressing just kind of looks like French or yeah, it's and, very similar. Yeah, and and a Reuben has a chunkier sauce on it. Yeah, consistency. Yeah. All right, number twenty. Sorry, number twenty-two. Are we still giving thumbs up, oh, thumbs down? I'm giving thumbs up to the yeah to the patty melt. Twenty-two egg salad sandwich. I'll go thumbs up. Uh, it says here chopped boiled eggs, uh, mayonnaise, and lettuce. And I, I don't eat mine with lettuce, but I like egg salad. I've made my feelings clear on salads. They are either to include lettuce, or they are it to include, lettuce. or they are to include fruit, which is the main ingredients. <laughs> Not together. You can have a fruit salad, you can have a lettuce salad, but you cannot have them together. You cannot have anything that consists of a salad other than those things being the main ingredients. Egg would not qualify. Yeah. My complaint about egg salad, and I'm not going back to the well, I promise, but it smells like intestinal distress on a, on, on, on bread. It, it smells like flatulence. <laughs> and so, but that's uh, eggs in general, so do you not eat eggs at all? Uh, yeah, I, it's like, I, sorry, I think it's the, it, it's the, 
odor of the eggs, that sulfurous. Yes. But do you not eat eggs at all then? Because um, they smell no different in egg salad than they do on any egg uh, sandwich. Uh, well, when I when I make an omelet or something, I, I don't notice it. I'll give you that—a fried egg or some yeah. sort of egg. But I'm talking a hard-boiled egg. Smells uh, like no, hard-boiled I, egg. No, no, no. You don't. No. Do you eggs, eat hard-boiled no. eggs, Eric? Yes, I do. Do you eat mayonnaise? So every ingredient on oh, that okay, sandwich. Okay, stop. Stop right there because you're going to go down the route of <laughs> it doesn't matter if you put your food together on the plate. It no. all goes down yeah, the, the same, same hole. hole. No. no, not. I am not one of those people at all. I, I don't like my food to touch. But what I'm saying is there's Sometimes lots of things. When touch. There are lots of things that <laughs> almost everything you eat has a, a ingredients that you combine that if they were separated... You wouldn't want them touching. And some ingredients I don't want combined. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. So what if they didn't call it salad? Would you be happier if it were just called an egg? An egg sandwich. Egg. Maybe my psychology is getting in the way here. Egg spread. Egg spread. Egg that, spread. Sounds, that sounds worse. <laughs> egg food. <laughs> egg food. <laughs> egg taste. It's like cheese, cheese food. Number 20. Don't know exactly what that is. Number 23, a French dip. I don't, yeah, I don't mind a French dip, but roast beef sandwich dipped in uh, beef jus. <laughs> I, I don't typically, uh, you know, I don't mind that, but I like to have something else on it. Some spicy mustard or something on it to kick it. I mean, you got to have a mm, I mean, roast beef itself. I like to have some sort of... Uh, I think of arbs. Uh, arbs, I'll tell you, it makes a wonderful, wonderful French dip is Firehouse Subs. And they have a nice au jus, and it's, oh man, it's really good. Not meaning to give them a free plug, but that's, since we're talking about sandwiches, that's a good place to get one. You can't go wrong. So we all gave a thumbs up on 23, the the French dip. 24, you can't go wrong with this. PB&J, probably the most classic on this entire encyclopedia chart. The only thing that could be debated about that is, do you prefer grape? Or strawberry. Strawberries. Great. Uh, but I, I like all jellies, so I don't, I mean, yeah. but. Uh, Boys and berries. A blackberry jelly would be good. <laughs> but Marmalade. there's more. Marmalade. There's more to debate than that. Yes. There's more to debate than grape or strawberry, though. Number one, uh, crust or no crust. Well, crust. crust. Crust, yeah. Number two. Although you. Used to eat your sandwiches around the crust. Do you it's not do that anymore? Those were the handles. That was it's a, a handle it's issue. A, yeah. It's not a crust issue. <laughs> so, second question. All right, now, now, hold on. I'm going off the rails here. We're going back to the handles. So, if you have a full slice of bread, you'll eat through the top crust, but you won't necessarily eat the bottom crust. Just where my fingers are. Oh, like 99% of it, just okay. the wind. Do you not trust the cleanliness of your fingers? Is that why you won't eat whatever's touched your fingers? No, that's, that's a good question. Answer. I don't. That's yeah. a good question. I just don't Fair do enough. it. And what happened in your childhood that caused this handle issue? It's a great question. I still think it's I choked on a sharp <laughs> point of a French fry that I was holding on, and it probably impaled my palate or something. <laughs> and it, it ruined me. <laughs> but here's something else about PB&J. The only way, the correct way, not the only way, the correct way to make a PB&J is to put, uh, I, I put peanut butter. Do you put peanut butter on one slice of bread and jelly on the other? Is that how you do it? Yes. Uh, yes. I, I don't. I typically put 
jelly just on top of the peanut butter. That's what I do. But wait a minute, don't you... Which makes it hard to spread. I, I well, mean. there's that. Plus, if I'm, I'm guessing... No, I'm thinking about this here. Your your knife is going to have to go into one or the other and and cross-pollinate. I'm a, I'm a two-utensil man when it comes to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, first off. A two-tensil. A two-tensil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a knife for the peanut butter, but a spoon for the jelly. Interesting. Be, be, but I will sometimes... I, I don't want to happen what Eric's saying. You don't want your peanut butter to get in your jelly, or even though you're getting ready to eat them on the sandwich <laughs> yeah. together. But you don't want to make it uncomfortable for the next opener of the jar. So, uh-huh. But I will occasionally, once I get it on, I will take my knife then and do the spreading. But actually, I, I, real, I just remembered, I put a little bit of peanut butter on both pieces of bread before the jelly because... The jelly won't eat through the bread like it like it does if you don't put it. It's like it's battery acid. So you all opened up the peanut butter and jelly sandwich when you were a kid, and like the jelly had eaten through yeah. the bread. Yeah, where it looked like it like a like a used bandage. Yeah. <laughs> so. So you use a, a spoon for the jelly. So do you spread the jelly with the bottom of the spoon? I, I do that, yeah. And then smush it out. Yeah, and then smush it out. It's it's, it's kind of a smush and push technique. Up again and but not in it. Smush and push. push. But that's two a little, tensile. That's a tip. That's a tip for any listener out or there. Two tensile guy. If you're tired of your bread breaking, if of, of holes being uh, worn into your bread from your jellies, uh, make sure you just da- you know it doesn't take a thick coating of peanut butter, just a no. just a thin sheath. See, I prefer a thicker peanut butter and a sheen of jelly. Sheen, no, that's what, the word no, I mean. Not no, sheath, no, sheen. What works really well, I mean, I, I must be totally new millennium on this because I forego the knife altogether and I get the squeezable jelly. It comes out and it's got the tip where you can like layer it, like yeah, but it's like comes out of lines. You got to be yes. careful with that because number one is if you get your tip in the peanut butter, then you, you don't want that to happen. Then you got to never take get a, your tip. In the <laughs> then you got to take a knack and and, and wipe off the tip of it. But I still spread it if I use that. I've used the squirt jelly, but I still spread uh, it. And you have to have the right squeeze oh, yeah. otherwise you get a big blob. Well, yeah, if, no you get, if you constipate your uh, jelly squeezer and then it comes. Out in you know yeah, that's can, I can ruin the whole thing. Nothing sandwich. worse than a miss squoze job gob of jelly. On <laughs> your, on your, uh, <laughs> We're rattling them off right and left. But also one thing about peanut butter and jelly that end it, it can't be crunchy peanut butter. Oh uh, yeah, it's just a bad. Indeed. idea. Yes. yeah, that's just speaking of an impaled palate. That's asking for it. <laughs> on, on that we agree. All right, twenty-five. Uh, <laughs> I gotta be honest, I'm not familiar with this one. The torta. Okay, so now wait a minute. I, I don't have my spectacles on. It's uh, it says steak. Okay, because <laughs> I, I look like skank. <laughs> steak sandwich. You don't want that on your sandwich. <laughs> no, you don't. So it's a torta, and it says it's steak, beans, uh, lettuce, uh, tomato, avocado, uh, and what's that last one? Man, is that catnip? <laughs> <laughs> Just a dash of catnip. <laughs> torta meow. Um, I don't know what that says. This is blurry. If you're wondering why we can't, we're not that old. We it's just blurry. It's C O T J A. Kotya, Kotya. I'm assuming it's some sort of sauce. It's got to be some sort of sauce. Um, But (laughs) there's a lot of different things. A lot of different things wrong with this sandwich right here. Uh, Like beans on my sandwich, no. Uh, Absolutely no, 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 not. All right, but that's some black beanage. Avocado. No now, avocado. Now I will say this: I, I've ne- I have been against this entire avocado movement that's been happening the last couple of years. 
But the uh, place we've been getting our um, and I will give them a, I'll give them a plug because I like them that much. But the Aloha Tacos and More Truck, yeah, that's in it's in Hillsboro lots. Um, Celia gave them a yeah, plug on yeah. Facebook. They they fresh uh, fresh avocado and like their their nachos and stuff. It's just, you you wouldn't even notice it. It's but every once in a while you'll get a bite of freshness and it's the avocado. Yeah, okay, but I'll say. If you don't notice it, why is it in well, it? Well, I'm saying you wouldn't see it. You wouldn't see it. You taste it when you yeah. get a bite of it. But that's different, though, than spreading it on. I don't I don't want yeah. it on a sandwich. And is it called a torta? Because it kind of looks like a torta. I thought Spanish that, word's tortuga, so maybe it's it's kind of shell It does look like, like a turtle-ish yeah. sort of. Yeah. It's, it's, the bread looks like it came. It's a I pocket. I two thumbs down. Would you agree? It's a pocket. Yeah. Yeah. It looks kind of like a pita-ish sort I'm gonna of. Go it looks like a Cuban. I, I'm going to go this because I can't comment on. Now I can construct I it. I see the take ingredients. Out, I can comment. Yeah. Wow. I would take out the lettuce. I would, oh yes, I always take out. But I would say this: if this sandwich were hot, and maybe it was, it they were refried beans or something on the steak. Because yeah. I mean, see, I think, I'm like that black bean. Yeah. Now, say he likes a black bean burger. I'm not a big fan. Oh. Of it. Uh, I, yeah, that's First off, let's not call it a burger. Yeah. It's a black bean patty. Yeah. If you want it to be, I mean, but it's not a burger. The best grilled patty I've had in two years it, at, at our uh, 30th year. It was a vegan food truck, and I totally didn't expect to like it, and it was totally good. If you would not have told me, I would have. Yeah. Uh, number 26, <laughs> the classic the roast beast. beast. Uh, thinly sliced beast. Uh, barbecue sauce, or and and I will have none of this near my sandwich. Not not in it or up again. It horseradish. No equine radish. No equestrian radish. No, I, uh, that is a no no. Yeah. I don't like horseradish or anything with horseradish in it. Yeah. Oh, no, you got you got to give the yeah. thumbs up. I mean, that's classic yeah. arb. Number seven. Uh, Jambone Jambone The The meanest meanest sandwich sandwich I'm coming for you Alright, Jambone Beret Beret? I think it's bear I think that's the um, French word for butter And it says that it's French ham Huh I didn't Fram (laughs) (laughs) What an interesting uh, (laughs) French ham Can't be regular ham Can't be just good old sugar ham or country ham. So or, what's the difference between a French ham? And a I don't know. That's what I'm saying. And and salted butter. <laughs> the, the, the pork's running away from you when you're trying to catch it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Pork holding a little white flag as it runs away. Yeah. Uh, salted butter. Yeah, that'll get us in trouble. Yeah. Um. So couldn't you just do butter and then a dash of salt? I mean, does it have to be uh-huh. salted butter? Yeah, I see nothing wrong with this sandwich. No, no, I don't either. Worth a try. Other than it needs some mustard, maybe some spicy it, it brown this, mustard. Or... This picture looks like it has the Hyundai insignia on the bun. <laughs> it is an odd bun, and it's. I mean, that seems to be the most French interesting roll. Thing about it. French roll. Yeah. Number twenty-eight, tonkatsu. Is that like the Dances with Wolves burger? <laughs> 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 I. I, I it, Tonkatsu. That, that, well, that that sounds like like the, uh, the, the, Japanese the, descent. The, uh, oh yeah, the Tatanka burger. It's uh, a <laughs> fried fried porpoise chop, <laughs> <laughs> mayo, and tonkatsu sauce. sauce. I'm assuming it was named after the sauce. I don't know what tonkatsu sauce is. I'm going to give it a, a thumbs down because. 
Yeah, I don't I, like the look of it. <laughs> it <laughs> was not to quote the great George Carlin. We have video now. I don't think we can get like that. Looks looks finger sandwichish. It, it yes. looks like something that would come in a generic tin around Christmas time, <laughs> and just like a like a tenkatsu tin, and just have all of these. I think it looks really sushi sushi ish. It kind of looks yeah. like it could be some kind of sushi roll. I, I would have mistaken it for a dessert if I hadn't read about it. It almost yeah. looks like some sort of tiramisu. Yeah. Instead yeah. of top. Number 29 looks to me like a good old piece of Boston cream pie, but that's not what it is. And by the way, we're under four minutes. So. It's a Monte Cristo. Killing it. Ham, turkey, Swiss, <laughs> cheese, fried, and served with jam? Oh. Ew. <laughs> well, what do they mean by jam? It doesn't say like it doesn't look like jam in the picture. Mm. Well, I mean, it can only mean so. That I don't think they're playing instruments while making it. <laughs> but I'm saying it could be like a a mustard. Jam, you know, it could be fancy for. I don't think it's just like grape or strawberry like a radish jam. jam. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. And we'll give it a sideways. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll take some things out. Count them on a Christmas. Is it on cornbread? Classics is cornbreads. Cornbreads. Thirty oh. ham and cheese. Ham cheese lettuce mustard. Yeah. Thirty one bagel with lox. I like mine unlocked. <laughs> bagel, cream cheese, smoked salmon, <laughs> onion, and mater. No, thank you. Number 32. I did now, Sorry. on another note, I mean, do you like any of your meats smoked? I've not met a smoked meat that I like. I like beef really? jerky. I love smoked. I like beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, that's dried I mean, and smoked. I don't know smoked. that I want a sandwich. Well, it's dried and smoked. I mean, just something is just smoked. Well, no, like like the um, the barbecue food trucks where they have like smoked brisket, like with hickory or cherry wood. You don't like that smoky taste. Mm. I, don't, I like smoked turkey. I've had smoked turkey. Oh yeah, I, I I like the smoke. Now, there's nothing worse tasting than fake smoke taste that comes in a where you could it. Yeah, that just. But, sounds as bad as it sounds. But, but sounds to me, as bad as it sounds? Yeah. It, but also, it's, it's salmon. I don't like salmon when it's smoked, yeah. fried, baked, whatever. 32. Falafel pita. What it, is falafel? It has falafel on it, lettuce, mater, onion, cucumber, and hummus. Hummus. Again, there's a lot wrong with that I, sandwich. I, <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, Mediterranean. Um, the, Shoot. Uh, sometimes I'm iffy on some of the flavoring and the aftertaste. So. More like falafel, am I, am I right? What is falafel? I know the Avengers get it at the end of one of the, like, uh, they uh, get falafel, I think. They go to a falafel stand and they're all sitting around eating it at one of those outtakes. But it has the word awful in it. It can't be good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, man. I put the awful and, in and falafel. Wait, no, it, waffle, yeah, take, take that back. Uh, hummus. Well, true. Well, waffle. I like hummus. 33. I know you guys are going to go ahead. Just go ahead and give it your thumbs down. Chicken salad. Chopped chicken mayo. Celery. I don't want celery in it. Cowardly salad. (laughs) 34. Veggie and hummus. That sounds like a rap group. I I would do. Rap group. It's one of those things, Eric. I will jump on your side here. I don't know that those those, those ingredients sit well together, but I like hummus. I like dipping vegetables in hummus. I like dipping crackers in hummus, which would be a bread. So I don't see what's wrong with that. Number 35, Bologna. It just says bologna and mustard, by the way, even though there's, I damn well know there's cheese on that sandwich. Look at it. Yep. Yeah. It's not mustard. That's some, that's some strangely spreaded mustard. That's uh, mustard. 36, Italian beef. Okay. One of the Italian top three. Beast. One of the, what, Italian beast there. 
is one of the top three sandwiches I've ever had. Angela's curbside, my neighbors. She she only makes it now and then because it's very labor intensive and a lot of preparation. But the Italian beef was one of the. I mean, it was like the most to die for sandwich. It was amazing. Really, uh, if you want to know what's on the Italian beef, a roast beast, green peppers, and yeah, what's that last Gardenaise. Gardenaise. What is that? No idea. Me either. All right, we got a few more here. Uh, 37, I'm really excited about. <laughs> so the 37, a Kentucky hot brown. Uh, turkey, bacon, tomato. Is that... Mornay sauce? Mornay sauce. It's I'm giving it a thumbs up. I, I love a hot brown. Uh, yeah, it, as long I've had a hot brown that had a little bit too much, and you know my feelings about mayonnaise... But whatever that creamery on it was, was a bit much for me. But I've also had hot browns that were really good. Oh, it, so we, that's the killer. The though. first one, I first started eating hot browns was at Deshaies, and they were fantastic. And But I, I'm a stickler. My tomato has to be chopped up. I like my bacon chopped up as well. I don't want just oh, a slice of bacon. And then the turkey has to be more... Like, I don't want it to be like just a slice of turkey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm willing to give this a try, but I have a, a question about how it's presented here. Why are the bacons in a cross? Because it's extreme. I think it's because it's treasure. Mark, Mark, X marks the spot. Yes. You want to dig in that thing and find some gold. Is that Which, what it is? Some, uh, some. One of my favorite movie quotes ever was in City Slickers when the the, the cantankerous. Chuck Wagon Cook's like, we ain't got no fancy highfalutin. Our food's hot, brown, and plenty of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know uh, our, our our friend Doug is a big fan of the hot, hot brown. brown, so he would definitely be all over yes. that. Yes. So, but when you put the bacons in an X, mm-hmm. you're leaving open areas of the sandwich where there's no bacon. Well, they should have laid one this way and this way and made an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> A bacon asterisk. Yes, but one thing, Eric, keep in mind: this is a this is a very uh, well kempt and clean clean Kentucky hot brown. It comes out on a plate, and it's usually bubbling over yeah. and running off the plate. It's a it's a you got to eat with a fork. Now right. the hot browns I've seen have had roasted beast, I, which I, I don't understand the brown variation of this thing here because well, what's brown? Well, they, there's usually cheese. It's, yeah. it's baked on it. It's like it's a golden brown. Because like like that's one thing it doesn't say on here. I'm surprised it doesn't say cheese. Yeah, because that's an important component. Yeah. That's part of the hot and part yeah. of the brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thirty-eight. Got three more. Thirty-eight. The Bocadillo. Bocadillo. Uh, Love it. I'm assuming this is a, a relative of the armadillo, <laughs> just from the way it's spelled. It says that it is. Uh, I can't even read that first word. Jamon. Jamon. Bread rubbed with cut tomato. I don't know what this is. I'll be honest. Um, I thought it was bread. Bread rubbed with salt and tomato. Is that what it says? Okay. See, I no. I've had this, but it had. um, Mine says cut tomato. It's cut. Is it cut? Mm -hmm. What is it, Brady? Uh, uh, See, this is saying tomato only. The bocadillo I had had um, roast beef on it. So, so I'm confused. Yeah, there's some sort. Is it? Are they supposed to be tomatoes? I got no bocadillo. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a thumbs down because I don't, yeah. I don't understand. I'm uneducated yeah. on it. Okay, thirty nine. 
the grief liver. Can I use my big toe also? <laughs> Put the worst in liver. My big toes. Yeah, uh, liverwurst, mustard, onions, uh, <laughs> cucumber, pickles. Barf. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so is is there a liver that exists in this world without onions? <laughs> it's always liver, not onions. Uh, that's uh, chicken livers. You hear people eating chicken livers without mm-hmm. onions, but yeah, my dad likes uh, likes livers. I yeah. believe. Um, I know what a liver does, and I don't want to eat one. Yeah, I. It, it, and just look at it. even this blurry 1972 <laughs> picture on this thing. It looks gross. <laughs> it looks like a slab of cat vomit that's been s- frozen, squared, and painted. Yeah, it looks plated. like somebody dumped fancy feast on a bun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it looks like it's something that came out of a can because it's kept its shape. <laughs> All right, and forty. Uh, they can shove this one too. A cucumber tea sandwich. Come on. You can't eat that re- without a crumpet. Yeah. <laughs> that should go good with the fresh <laughs> trout lunch. That fresh trout and cucumber tea. <laughs> if you want to know what's on a cucumber tea, uh, where, where's the tea come from? What is, is it? I think it's a tea sandwich. It's a tea, but without, oh, without the crusts. Without the crusts. Yeah. Okay. So cucumber and unsalted butter. Uh, and a lot of... Uh, Pretension, yeah. <laughs> a lot of, yeah. of holier than that. Some extra pretension from my cucumber tea sandwich base. That is our top forty sandwiches, folks. Uh, chime in, chime in, chime if in. You want to add to it? Take away from it? <laughs> Tell us we're crazy. <laughs> Why does it have to be unsalted butter? Yeah, I, I like my butter salt. <laughs> Salt my butter. It's uh, just like the other one said, salted butter. But that does sound like an exclamation. Mark. Salt my butter. <laughs> well, it, it's a non-angry butter. It's not salty. Come in. Let's get your butter salted today, Eric. <laughs> uh, all right. So, topic number two. Who did we decide was going second? I believe it is you, sir. Is it me? Okay. Well, all right then. Okay. So, uh, let me start the timer here. Although the timer is mainly a suggestion around here, I guess. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I was thinking uh, in honor of summer, and I often think about times gone by, and maybe it's just part of the reason I became a history teacher in life or what I just, I like, not that I tried not to live in the past, but I, I appreciate the past, let's put it that way. So... I thought, why not, in honor of summer, let's talk about, because we seem to like nostalgia, I think our listeners like nostalgia as well, Uh, let's talk about our perfect summer day as a ute. And I'll, I'll qualify this here. So, there were those days before you could drive, because your world opened up infinitely when you were able to drive and you can take yourself basically wherever you need to go. Yeah. Um, But I'm also talking about the time in your life where your world opened up a little bit, where you had enough freedom to go certain places without having to basically stay in your yard. On your bike. On your bike, yeah. Or in my case, a moped. I had a moped and I was all over Brown County on the moped, (laughs) which I... Don't know how my parents ever let me do that because there's no way I had to let my son drive all over creation. Wasn't it a puke? It was a puke, yes. P U C H. P U C H. Puke. Anyway. I had no idea you were that cool, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea of the coolness. And now we can see on video how cool I, I, I am. Bet, I bet, though, everybody were. I didn't know you back when you had this moped, but I guarantee you your friends were jealous. 
I would have loved to have had a million. Even years. even though they gave me unmerciful. Oh yeah, but still. All I can imagine is twelve year old you with the cue the music. Ride through this world. <laughs> um, Those are the original sons of anarchy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to the... Sons of Monarchy. <laughs> monarchy. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the topic. Um, I'm, I'm essentially talking probably, in, in my mind, it's always like when I was 12. 11 or 12. And the only things you really had to think about in the summertime were uh, what sorts of games you were going to play that day, be it wiffle ball, be it, you know, pickle, you know, whatever. It depends on how many people you had involved there or whatever, but what did your perfect day look like at that age? So, I guess I'll start and I'll let you all chime in. Um, now, I'll qualify again. Both my mom and dad worked. I can't remember if I said that already or if I thought I said that, but anyway, they both worked. Uh, this was shortly after the time I had convinced my mother, no, I don't need a babysitter. I, I can take care of myself through the day. Go on to work. Don't worry about me. So um, I would get up generally probably around yeah. 9 or 10 because I, I liked my sleep even back then. I was never quite the early bird that Brady was. The crack of noon. <laughs> <laughs> and I never slept that late. I mean, like I said, it was around 9, 9-ish, 10-ish. Yeah, get up and move. That was when Dad was home. That was a whole different thing. But uh, anyway, uh, get up around 9 or 10. You muddle around, probably watch a little TV. And, and I think I've said in previous episodes my affinity for game shows. And that's back in the day when you could find game shows on TV in the mornings. Uh, other than The Price is Right, that's been there for years. But uh, you know things like uh, Pressure Luck. Match hard game, sharks. hard sharks, yeah, and it was like wall-to-wall game shows, and that's where my love of game shows came from. So I would spend a, a bit of time in the morning uh, watching TV, and then you get to around uh, noonish, and the news was on, and no one cared about the news when you're 12 years old. So I certainly didn't want to watch any of that. So it was time to go out and find something to do for the rest of the day. So uh, what did Sardinia look like back then? Well, it looked a lot different than it does now. Norman Rockwellish, sort of. Yeah, sort Small of. Small town, you know, easy going. Okay, again, so to to qualify the situation, back then, uh, Sardinia had a pool hall. Now, in the days, youngsters, before you had your... I mean, video game systems existed... But it wasn't like it is today where you could play with someone without them physically yeah. being there with you. I mean, yeah. you had to go to the arcade, and you had quarters, and you put quarters in the machines, and you played games. So this would have would have this been the Atari 2600 around there yes. uh, in television? Yes, or in my case, the Sears, whatever it was, a Sears arcade system or whatever it was called. But it was yeah. basically a clone to the Atari 2600. With Whackman. Whackman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it would it would play the twenty six hundred games. I mean, you had the same cartridges, like the Pac Man back then, which was which wasn't exactly a round sort of funky gong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Wiver Wade, Millipede. There actually was a Millipede. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, you're you're 
time on your bike might have taken me to the pool hall and played some video games, yes? There was at least, I mean, probably more than one pool hall at one time, wasn't there? Because I thought, I remember, but this this has been a little before yeah. my yeah. time, but I remember there being a couple of pool halls in town at one time. Yeah, well, there was the one right across the street from her house. Right. And then there was the one close to where the JNR restaurant yeah. was. Right. I don't know that they were in, I don't know that they were operating at the same time ever. I don't See, know. I don't ever remember two operating at once, but I remember there always being a pool hall at a different location. Yeah. Well, also the the one up the one up by Grandma's restaurant it was always just a pool hall, wasn't it? It's where right. the other one was a pool hall with a re- with the pizza yeah, place there. Pizza with place. Yeah. yeah. See, I always thought that 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 one was the one us kids could go to, but the other one was more of the you know like the Emporium on Dazed and Confused. It was, it was more grown up. Right. Yeah. So there was the pool hall as an option. Uh, another option, if you if there were enough people around. You could get a wiffle ball game going. Now, in the Sardinia Wiffle Ball League, there were many fields. Now, the best field was behind the funeral home. And again, again each uh, wiffle ball parks, quote unquote, now you can see me with my air quotes, mm-hmm. uh, they each had their own character. Yes. And uh, uh, the one behind the funeral home basically was covered in trees so there was no really open area in the you couldn't see the sky from the wiffle ball field but you had a short porch in left field which was kind of a canopy of a of a porch on the back of the funeral home so you had that short wall there you had a wrought iron fence in right field but anytime the ball was hit up in the air it got caught in the tree limb so catching the ball was an adventure yeah and you didn't need many people to play on this field. It was kind of a compact area. So, I mean, yeah. if you had about six or eight people, I mean, you could get up a really good wiffle ball game. And, of course, both bat and ball heavily taped with a- electrical absolutely. tape. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Does anyone actually play, and, of course, I don't know if anyone plays wiffle ball anymore at all or not, but did anyone play wiffle ball with the actual, like, holes? I think maybe we did in Ooh, your backyard. We did. Uh, well, yeah, the hole... I don't know what was worse though, the the ball with the holes in it, or the one that was just a solid mold that would yeah. sting the hell out of you if it hit you in the leg. It had no holes in it, and it looked like an actual baseball. It had uh-huh. the fake threads on yeah. it. Well, there was that, and there were two drawbacks to that ball. That first is it would sting the hell out of you, like you said. The second was it would dent. Dent, yes. yes. So you hit it, it would dent, and then it'd go up in the air, and it'd be knuckleballing all over the place and then you right. get the ball and you couldn't get the dent out of it and it was useless but it's amazing what again a roll of electrical tape I mean would cure all it would cure all that either cure ball all. yeah correct it, but I will say this that wasn't my least favorite uh, bastardization of, of wiff ball was the big fat red bat oh, oh my gosh that was for amateurs that was for Posers. I can still remember the sound it made when it hit a. It actually, oh. when those usually came with a, a a wiffle softball. Yes. Yes. But, you know. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I remember most about that bat? Is Coach Lewis at basketball camp working us over with the plastic <laughs> bat, and we liked it. It was fun. It was, it was fun. And like, if he didn't think we were hitting the defensive stands hard enough, he'd whack us with that big old bat. Ah, uh, the good old days. The good old days. Yeah, I. Uh... I hated that bat. And ever your buddies would come over to play wiffle ball and somebody's carrying that bat and just march your ass right yeah, back home. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, get out. Yeah. Uh, the thing about playing at the funeral home, too, ghost runners became a whole different quantity. <laughs> Indeed. Well, think about this, though. We And we're going to... This is a little off topic, but 
we we I think often probably come off to our old come across to our younger listeners as the crotchety old men that get off my lawn type, and and, and we've complained before about the lack of. I guess motivation, innovate, whatever you want to call it, that, of, of youngsters these days. But we could play youngsters. A, that's an old man. We could play a game of baseball in the backyard with two people. Yeah, one on one baseball. Right. I bet that doesn't happen very many places no. anymore. Yeah. And and again, it was all done via Ghost Man. Yes. Yeah, a lawn chair ghost, as a catcher. Ghost person. Sorry. <laughs> no, Ghost Man. <laughs> yeah, back then. Totally correct. But yeah, I mean, you and then I don't know about you guys, but did you ever? Upgrade your wiffle ball game to using real bats and tennis balls, or you can uh, use the tape wiffle ball bats and tennis balls too. And that, that wasn't as fun because, like, um, and I'm I'm going to mention a name here. Uh, it was always a great pickup wiffle ball game. He was a couple years older than us when Rodney would show up, and that man yes. was the Phil Necro slash Nolan Ryan. He was. He could throw the most wicked. Wiffle curveball, yeah, and it would just leave you swinging at nothing. I mean, that thing had a forty-five degree angle break <laughs> on it. It's like, Yark. and uh, he was he was the king of Indeed. wiffle ball pitchers. Tennis balls were also very good if you had a, 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 a we had a brick home, so you practice pitching all right. day against oh, yeah. the brick wall for hours on end. Right, and and you you beat me to one of my segues there. That was that was a part of my day, maybe. So wiffle ball on most days was a big part of the day. Mm-hmm. And again, you, it may be in various parks or parks around town. My backyard was a park and it had a whole different thing going on. It had the longer home run fences and you had the the long fence, yeah. fence, quote unquote, it out in right field. park of Wiffle Ball, Larry. Out in right field with the Catholic church roof. But you needed to have the taped up Wiffle Balls yeah. there. I mean, you couldn't play with the... Yeah. Untaped wiffle ball, it wouldn't be any fun. But um, so that, again, that was a big part of every day. Uh, if you couldn't find people to, uh, to do things with, one of the things I would do is, and it wouldn't be a tennis ball, it would just be the rubber ball. Rubber baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Started out with the paint on it, but then, but, right. yeah. Right. And go behind the car wash and you'd throw it up against the American Legion Hall wall there the brick wall block wall and like you said you practice basically grounders you say right. pitching and you, you, you yeah two skills with right. one there pitching right. and catching right. grounders yeah so there was that um and parts of every day and again i getting money back then of course you're you're 12 years old or whatever you don't have a job but back then in ohio you could go find pop bottles and you could take them to, and we took them to Katie's Deli. Oh, deli, yeah. And you got a dime for each bottle that you found. So you picked up all the pop bottles you could find. You took them to the deli, and you got the money, and then you bought baseball cards with the awful gum. <laughs> or the sticker book, like the football and baseball sticker books. And, and that was right about the age, 12-ish, where those yeah. started being popular. Because before that, it was really just the baseball cards, but then the sticker books really caught on yeah. again right about that time. So, let me see. Am I missing anything? I, I think those aspects of my day were my perfect day when I was that yeah. age. Living where you live, though, I would have been very surprised that a, a pit stop at the dairy bar wouldn't have been Oh, well. Hard. Oh, yeah. Got to eat. And, and honestly, I... I don't really remember going to the dairy bar much other than after baseball games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I never really went there and got food. Getting you a nice dip cone. Yeah, dip but, cone. and again, I only ate ice cream after a baseball game. Like, we get taken there if we won. Mm-hmm. They buy us ice cream, but... Um, do they do they get taken there now if they lose? Um, they're starved. I, I only re- <laughs> I only rem- I only remember going if we won. Yeah. 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 So, so that was my day. Does any anyone have anything to add? Now, you were a little younger than us. I don't know if your day looked different when you were that age or not. I, I took a couple of notes here. What the only thing I would say maybe different, same idea, but I will say that. My day usually consisted of whatever I did, that's what I did all day. It, it, it was never like a, for 20 minutes do this and then get tired of it and go do this. And, and you know, right. it was always uh, most of the time at that age, and it would have been basketball from, you know, from dawn to dusk. I mean, it would have been basketball either by myself or, uh, you know, the state and road gang would, right. would be down playing basketball. Uh, that's or. Uh, you know, I, I still I, I like to fish back then, and there were several ponds that we could get to via walking or or riding our bicycle. Right. But again, it would usually be an all day thing, or at, at the very least several hours. Right. Uh, and then the um, the one thing I, I did was probably a little bit different. Not living in town, as we had we had some good woods around us, uh, which so we played war a lot. And I was probably maybe getting out of it about that age, but. Right about there, I would have been playing a lot of war, and I'm talking like camouflage, face paint, you know, uh, right. the toy Warriors. guns, the toy guns. Yes, Red Dawn was a big, uh, a big deal for us. And we actually, uh, I won't go into names, but there was a family that lived down the road from us, who uh, they were kind of the, they had a lot. They, that was something they were into, like like military type stuff. So, um, and this particular boy who I who I was friends with at the time, his dad uh, would go out and we would create little films, little movies out in the woods. Uh, at that time, there was a show on called Tour of Duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember it being a good show. I haven't watched it in twenty five years, but uh, and we would go out and shoot kind of like. And we even had our own little um, like for the credits, we have like a little piece of wood or something with our name on it and he would film us and then he would go edit it and this would have been before any kind of technology I would, love to see those. Yeah, I would too but we would go out and we would it, the cool part was is we would play the good guys and the bad guys um, so that we would change our clothes or whatever you know just to, just to show something different and then we would film each perspective each point of view and then he would edit it and then we would get together and watch watch our acting uh, ability so uh, that would be lack, cool. of, lack of acting ability but it was always fun to, to die on film and uh, <laughs> you know and we had fake blood you know back then we had either the fake blood uh, little bottles of it or yeah. from, Hall- from Halloween yeah surprised you didn't get into acting I, or directing or I, something like that I really am surprised probably well I mean I was I would have been way too bashful and shy back then I, I was not a person that liked to get in front of people I still don't but yeah, I'm surprised I didn't. That reminds me, we've said for years, like, I, if I had one, you know, because I'm not an actor, if I could have one extra role, I always did want to be the person riddled with bullets by the machine gun so you could do the, like... The flop, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, do your... Yeah, that'd, that'd be great to, like, make up your own. Yeah. And then and then many of my summer memories from those days would have been things we've talked about in other... I, I, you know, the Swan Man was always a big summer staple. <laughs> Because when he would show up, you knew he was going to have some good But not ice. the chicken key. <laughs> yeah, he was no, going to have some yeah. good ice cream, uh, the real good ice cream bars. If you ever had the swan, that had a little uh, gold swan painted on the outside of the chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the push-ups. The push-ups. Yeah. Um, and then just, yeah, just, again, 
all day, whatever we did all day long. Yeah. Now, I left out a part of my day, and he's sitting here beside me. Brady had, you want to talk about video games. I mean, I, I, we talk about the 2600. Brady had access to, he had a Commodore 64. And his dad had some connection. I guess maybe the statute of limitations has run out here. Yeah, let's call it what it was. It was a hacker. He had a, he had a, <laughs> um, he had a co-worker that was a computer geek before there was such a thing. And he could get all the games on floppy disk. An emulator. So, I mean, it, it really looked like the arcade game on your TV screen. And it was, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of video games. And you said floppy disks. Like, there's probably a like lot of actual, listeners that don't know these floppy, the actual... They actually, they flopped. Yeah, they yeah. flopped. And uh, if anyone ever wants to know what the save button is on Windows... That's a floppy uh, That's a floppy disk. That's what that is. So, for all um, youngsters. And the cruel irony is, in, you know, I don't like video games much. I mean, I would play them occasionally with you guys, but, you know, you guys would stay up for hours playing it, and mm-hmm. I'm just still not a video game. Shaman would be disappointed, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, did you have on the Commodore 64, because my cousin Jason, had a, he, he had the Commodore 64, and we for hours we would play the, uh, was it uh, Larry Bird versus Dr. J? Yeah, basketball that one. And then you, you'd break the rim, and the, the referee would come and sweep I'd it up and then, it. and then yell at you? Yeah. <laughs> the, the one that I always, you know, played a lot of, if I played it, was Raid Over Moscow. Mm-hmm. Good old Cold War game. Right. Where I would have to get in my F sixteen and take out the the Ruski missiles before it hit us. <laughs> yeah. Now did Todd chimed in? Did you have anything to add to what I? Because we're the same age, so I mean our days probably look fairly similar. Yeah, I mean mine was a little bit different. Um, so I'm going purely twelve year old me, and I'm not going much about you know certainly the wiffle ball. What I would like to add is it was always a big deal during. Brown County Fair, you would win a few helmets. So, you know, you would change right. your helmet. Right. So, um, you know, I would, uh, I wanted to be the Braves because, you know, we just got cable. So, Dale Murphy uh, had my Atlanta Braves hat, or uh, my, uh, my favorite one was my Montreal Expos hat. Yeah. Big uh, Tim Raines fan. Oh, I was thinking um, Andre Dawson. Nope. Gary Carter. Gary Carter. That's yeah. What I was thinking. Carter. Yeah. And, uh, in, take out video games and put in some MTV. Once cable came, I yes. would watch some MTV in the morning, drive my mother crazy, because, you know, she just, you know, it was just kind of a new thing and silliness. Now, again, to qualify cool. that for the youngsters, it's actually when they play, <laughs> play music, music videos. videos. That, that is something that I, I, I really... Sometimes I, I find myself getting a bit depressed when I think about the... We've talked about... I think we had a whole episode about a whole topic about this of things that our kids won't enjoy that yeah, we get. Right. But that is one of the I, truly depressing things is that our kids won't experience the joy of what MTV was. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. I mean, think about it. How many days oh. did you waste away just watching videos on MTV? Oh, yeah. Big time. And, and I think what it did for so many people is this would have been obviously before like I, I was going to any concerts. I and mean, I started going to concerts when I was pretty young, but with my mom and dad, it wasn't something we did. So I would have had to have been 15, 16 before I started. But it, it gave you visuals of mm-hmm. of the music that you liked or the you know right. or the or the, the bands that you liked or enjoyed. Well, some of those visuals are disappointing. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the greatest days of my life was my very first concert. My sister took me to at Kings Island at Timberwolf was Huey Lewis and the News on the sports tour. And I had this distinct memory, like 15 minutes before we left, 
um, couple uh, a Huey Lewis video came on, and I got so psyched knowing that I was going to see that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good old um, Hugh. Uh, you know, uh, Hulu and little, the new little pitch for Hugh's newest CD. By the way, if you're a Huey Lewis fan, check it out. It's like a it's six good. or seven. It doesn't have those big, powerful radio hits, but I think it sounds. He sounds like he always did. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, seventy some years old and can't hear, and he's still yeah. um, wasting away Lake Winoka occasionally at the pool. See, and, and you bring that up. I my Lake Winoka days didn't start till after that. I I never really went to Lake Winoka. Yeah. Prior um, to, and this is gonna be a crazy nostalgic thing, but like sixth grade, my tw- it sticks out because um, you know how you end the summer day or how I ended most nights, but particularly summer days is like put on the headphones and listen to Mark Sebastian count down the tunes right. like Q one or two, but like um, the Q one or two shirt, the summer shirt that would come out, yep. and uh, you know I just have distinct memories of Q one or two and. Lake Winoka and all the one-hit wonder 80s, you know, yep. and uh, riding a little bit of um, my dirt bike around, riding my bike around. Until you tear up your knee. So, yeah, that kind of ended that fun when so I eighth grade. I could do the math if I wanted to, but just can you guys tell me about what year this would have been, you guys at 12? 83. 83, 84. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It, you know what's crazy? Even then, I knew that 1983 was a golden oh, year of music absolutely great and I remember thinking like in 84 and 85 it's like man it's never going to get back because there were so many there's one hit 84 uh, was a pretty good year though. It, it was it was but 83 just sticks in my mind 84 would have been Van Halen's uh, 1984 yeah 1984 album but I mean that you know yeah. so that was yeah. trying to think what else 83 just seemed to have a very good mix of the new age and the Straight ahead, rock and roll, new wave, new wave, yeah, new wave, yeah. Sorry. new Yanni. I, I get those mixed up sometimes yeah. too. Yeah, I do the same thing. I just did <laughs> right. it last week. Although I like Yanni, so easy over there, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, right. hopefully you enjoyed our nostalgia there, and uh, chime in with yours on Facebook or uh, with a voice message or whatever. We'd like to hear what your perfect summer day as a Ute looked like. Maybe it's similar to ours. Maybe it's different. Yes. Brady, you're in a cleanup spot today. <sighs> I'm uh, bringing this home here, and this is going to be fun, and it's going to be fun for us to tread carefully, because uh, this topic is, um, let's just go ahead and say it, it is movies that could not be made today, movies from that, like, just for multiple reasons could movies not be made today. strictly, or movies in, and or television? TV shows. Okay. Movies comes to mind. You know, I'm saying that because like jumped off the page at me in my scribbled notes. But um, for reasons of let's be honest, political correctness, um, just good taste. Uh, to be honest, like some some things shouldn't be redone. But daggone it, some of these um, just for multiple reasons could not be made today, and it shouldn't cause you to enjoy them any less. So can I kick it off with? You know, we talked about this. Oh, sorry. I just God. want to throw a quick disclaimer. Uh, this is a pretty exciting topic. I yeah. Think, uh, but uh, one thing that we want to make sure to our audience is that we don't want to get preachy or, you know, again, we're not giving an opinion about, <laughs> you know, right. whether saying things should, but, but it, there was a day where, you know, you could joke about pretty much anything. Yes. For better or worse. Uh, you could pretty much joke about anything, and they pretty much did in movies and television. And, uh, 
you know, your opinion is whatever it is as far yeah. as what you think that should and, be. And I'll qualify that further. Sometimes things would get joked about, and you, before you laughed, you would kind of go, ooh, and then laugh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. probably some things should not be joked about. Yeah. And it shouldn't have yeah. even been back then. So there's that. But I don't think any of us are uh, proponents of censorship. So No, no. You know. no. You know, uh, that, that, that this will probably hold, lead us to a whole topic about, <laughs> um, you know, stand-up comedy and things like that. But, you know, we've talked about this many times. The the first movie that comes to mind, Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Revenge of the Nerds is a classic, hilarious movie. I could watch it to infinity. But I don't think that that movie could be made today. Not, not even reasons. close. Not even close. Um, and, and maybe when we go down through these, or what if we ever chime, and we need to give a little synopsis of, of why. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Probably it's on the list. So, um, first of all, the very the social stratification of nerds as an underclass, and you know, and usually, uh, well, the nerds in. Even though in, the nerds in, win in the end. Yeah, the nerds do win. So the good guys win. They, they, they're definitely the good guys. But what made the nerds. Was you know uh, like physical attributes? Attributes, um, you know <laughs> um, their appearance, their uh, lifestyle choices, mannerisms, their mannerisms, and um, so what makes it really why it couldn't be made today is because um, the fraternity that adopts them was a minority fraternity, right? So the nerds. And the minority fraternity joined together, and that whole dynamic, you know, just couldn't be joked about today. Well, and, and I guess I will get a little preachy here, but in a way, I think Eric had a great point there. If you don't look at, if you don't dig deep, and you look on the surface, you can say, okay, hey, it's not funny to make fun of someone, call them a nerd for any of these reasons they do. Right. But like Eric said, it actually is probably the. I mean, they're they're uplifted. Oh, they, are, yeah. they become, the, you know, they become, they come out on top, and they their strength shine through despite, so, despite their appearance. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. the minority fraternity didn't even want them. Right, correct. But then they ended up defending them in the end because it's in the bylaws. I right. remember the bylaws. So the right. theme of the movie is actually very positive and very in- inclusive. Yep. Right? Yes, you know, uh, but definitely, I agree that it could not be made. Um, just some of the not in that form, not anyway. in that form. Yeah, and, and some of the jokes, uh, Brady. I think you've quoted a couple. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, that's back in Ohio. Yeah. Yes. Can <laughs> so I say the, it? Yeah, go ahead, Brady. So, you, you set it up again. Set it up. So, Booger. Um, First off, <laughs> if you've never seen Revision Nerds, Booger is one of the, the nerds. nerds. Uh, sh- it, shockingly enough. Not a, a, a crass gentleman. And uh, they're fixing up their new fraternity house. <laughs> Hang on one second, Brady. The scene, this might help. The scene in the movie where they, they ask them why they call him Booger. <laughs> and he's, yeah. got, he's like two knuckles deep up his nose and he's like yeah. I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Booger is uh, in front of the house the frat house that they're fixing up and the uh, two the, the, the nemesis the uh, antagonist Stan Gable and his beautiful girlfriend Betty Childs are on a motorcycle and Stan with his perfect quaff and everything and they just pull up to the house. They're looking at it, and Booger's looking at him. And Stan Gable, the quarterback, just says, "What are you looking at, nerd?" And Booger says, 
Well, I thought it was my grandma's douchebag, but that's back in Ohio. <laughs> Which, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't get the joke when I first watched that movie, but I think it was always great to us because it said Ohio. It mentioned Ohio. Yeah, yeah right. So it tied into our, our home state. And some other things that we couldn't get away with in the movie right. was the joking about full frontal nudity. Yeah. And, and the objectification of women. The objectification yeah. of women. I'm no Stan Gable, but I am kind of rocking the Stan Gable here. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm not rocking the Betty Childs. But, Great um, movie, though. I, I'm sorry. That's just a classic. Uh, it, you know, and they've never remade it, which I'm glad. Yeah. I, because it, something that's happened, and you're going to see a pattern probably in a lot of the comedies we pick. And this is going to make me sound, I don't, I don't know, like a heathen, I guess. But I'm not a fan of everything going to PG-13 in comedy. And because there's so many places they can't go with PG-13, that movie can never be made as a PG-13 movie and yeah. still still yeah, be as funny. Period. No, but but yeah. think about what they've done. Think about movies like Scary Movie when it first came out, yeah. which is probably another one that couldn't be made now. Yeah. By the time they got to the third or fourth when they were making them PG-13, you couldn't help but to think that they were watered down and, and just not near as, as funny anymore. Um, not that things have to be crude and right. filthy to be funny, but... That type of comedy almost did need to be. It had a little bit of shock value too. Mm-hmm. Back when shock value was shock value, and right. you snicker. Um, if I may, uh, Porky's. <laughs> Porky's is one of the godfather of what we call raunchy teen comedies. Right. And um, you know there is just no way that Porky's can be made today. Okay. Give give the background of the movie because I mean we don't know who's seen it and who hasn't. Yeah, I I think Porky's came out in eighty one or eighty two, but it was a bunch of about a bunch of high school boys um, from a Tony suburb of Florida, and <laughs> they were. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I hadn't taken a drink yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and their conquest to go to a um, burlesque all female review. A strip joint, and um, <laughs> it, it was in the more, and I'm going to use the word redneck part of Florida. Right. And they had to go there, and you can still use that word. Yes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, a rouge neck, <laughs> and um, but anyway, th- there was shenanigans and things that happened where they were cheated, and because they were underage, and you know, the villain Porky was a you know, you know, racist. Redneck character and violence. Yeah, he was kind of like a. I put him in the same, but not near. He was a a worse, uh, boss hog. Boss right. hog on meth. Yeah, like boss. Good, good description. Boss hog so, from Dukes of Hazard on on meth. And um, you know, but through throughout the whole thing, there was the objectification of women. There was um, some uh, re- religious, uh, the, the the Jewish. Character yeah. that was picked on right. by a Nazi biker dad, right. and there was like you know, but once again, it was overcome. But you know, like I said, those things you just can't make movies. Um, references to uh, you know, and a lot of it was really a movie about nothing. I mean, it it did have that overriding theme of we're trying to get to tiny the tiny sliver of yeah, but a lot of it was just little. Joke based, yeah, little little vignettes of yeah teenage boys doing raunchy things. Yeah, yeah, good word vignette. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He used Tony. I'd use vignette. <laughs> there we go. But uh, again, like Revenge of the Nerds had sequels. Porky's had two sequels. 
Um, and actually, I I liked all the Porky sequels, the Revenge of the Nerds sequels. No, they were terrible. The Revenge of the Nerds two wasn't bad. Yeah, the it wasn't too bad. But then you know it got it got yeah it got pretty yeah. Good. But can I talk about one of our favorite quotes from a uh, Porky's uh, sequel? Yeah, Pelican Schnat. <laughs> Would you put Porky's three? Yeah, Porky's three. Well, yeah. and to and to kind of maybe. Uh, Pinpoint. Is that my phone I keep hearing? I don't know. Someone at my front door. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, just, I, I thought I turned it off. But anyway, to, it probably tells you that I was watching maybe – I was probably watching Revenge of the Nerds at too young of an age because – well, but I mean – but the scene that I laughed the hardest at was the uh, the end of the movie where they're doing the, the, the games – Right. Uh, the the booger burping scene. As a matter of fact, the first time I watched that, I, I peed my pants a little bit. Uh, it, to this day, it's funny. Now, yeah. do, do you know what that actually is? Have what? you ever heard? No. I mean, it's not actually a belch. Do you know what it is? No. It's, a, it's a camel. What? Oh, really? Yeah. Was I'm disappointed. I'm, you just... Ruined a child. I'm, I'm for me. sorry. It wasn't booger. It wasn't the book. No, it was not the book. It was a camel. Would, yeah, and just we, without giving them, we can say about the scene is they're 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 doing a a, a games versus um, like the difference uh, kind of an Olympic games sort yeah. of thing. And ogre is like the he's an ogre. He's like a great big hairy big big, big, big offensive yeah. lineman football player sort of person. And he takes a drink of his beer. Or no, he he drinks a great he drinks it out of the out of uh, the, the trophy, trophy. The trophy like a, and he drinks like a, the whole trophy full. And it's coming down. It's, all yeah, the and, and he burps and it's it's a decent burp, you know, nothing. And, and then Booger just takes a, a drink of beer, just a real quick drink of beer, and then <laughs> takes a little breath in, takes a little breath in, and just belts it out <laughs> for like fifteen <laughs> seconds. And I don't know. Just again, that's probably shows I'm too young because I was <laughs> I was so immature that. I laughed at that scene so much. But you say it's still funny. It's still funny. I still laugh. The second one, if you remember right, I think that's why I like the second one so well, is he he goes and he meets this old Chinese guy. I I can't remember I can't remember the setup, but he meets an old Chinese guy and Booger is drinking a beer and he burps and he's proud of himself and the Chinese guy is smoking a joint (laughs) and he takes the joint and takes a big hit of the joint and then blows Booger's burp away by just (laughs) bringing just Oh. Sorry, our, our immaturity is coming out oh. a little bit. Yeah. And of course, the the greatest scene of the <laughs> part yeah, at the end. Clap your hands, everybody, and everybody, everybody clap, clap your hands. We're lambda, 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 and Omega move. Yes, <laughs> and uh, so uh, so Revenge of the Nerds, Porkies, and. <laughs> I said anything by Mel Brooks. Yes, Blazing Saddles leading the way. Um, but again, probably on the list of funniest movies of all time. Oh yeah, um, and it just cannot be. Can, no. can I please play the bourbon? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, hang on, man. Hang on. Here it comes. I gotta find it here. <laughs> It was a camel. <laughs> Did you hear me say this is a wrestling team? Oh my gosh. 
Oh, I want to see the camel. Whatever, they, just a normal camel yeah, sound. There's a camel sound, yeah. Uh, a perfect camel or just a, yeah, just like, a, just a camel? Like, hey, Joe, ex, like two ex, camels ex, talking to each other. Yeah, I don't but, think that, uh, yeah, <laughs> that probably didn't come off real well to our audience, but I had to hear it. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. Oh, Mel Brooks, you know, we talk about uh, Blazing Saddles, but like um, the one that comes to my mind is uh, History of the World. History of the World, yeah. And um, Mel Brooks is of the Jewish faith, and, um, you know, he made jokes about like Hitler on ice. Right. And, um, Jews in space, and uh, or when Moses is up on Mount Sinai, I present to you the fifteen, and then when he drops one of the tablets. <laughs> Sorry, the ten, ten commandments, <laughs> and um, you know it's just like that's going places that I think most filmmakers would not go, and it couldn't right. get made today. Right. So. Um, so, we we said we would talk about TV as well, and I think. The gold standard of shows that could never be made again today is all in the family. I, I was writing it down. That, that has to be it. Mm-hmm. And even though it was filled with, I mean, not honestly, and I, I don't think anyone would have made any bones about it even back then, racist sorts of comments, actions. Attitudes. Attitudes, yes. But it was more poking fun at the racist guy, Archie Bunker. Than glamorizing him, uh, but even so, I'm not sure that that could ever be or have the same sort of effect today that it did back then in, in 1972. Well, and we've talked, we've touched on that show, may, maybe just in private, but you know, you did have that, but it also did hit some pretty heavy topics. Yeah, it uh, had some special had episodes. Some special episodes that were. And it's not that those couldn't be made now, because there are shows and movies and things made about some of those topics. But uh, but I think that kind of showed that while it had the things that were definitely, like you mentioned, I think it did have it did have a uh, emotional depth emotional depth to it. That's that's mm-hmm. a good yeah right. Um, and then uh, a little before my time, right? You yeah. know, but I I do remember watching reruns. And right. the spinoff. I mean, the Jeffersons. Yeah, and, and it, it kind of flipped the script. In the opposite, yeah, yeah because uh, George Jefferson made racist comments, and you know, I mean, am I allowed to say like his neighbor? He would. I, I, that's when I found out what the word honky meant, right? And it was right. just dropped all the time, you know, on the on the show. He was a great character. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Sherman uh, Sherman Hemsley. Sherman Hemsley went on to be in two two seven. No, 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 Amen. no, Amen. Sorry. Wow. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen, Amen, which was he was great in Amen. Florence was in two two seven. Florence was in two two seven. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, other TV. Uh, Three's Company would be. Is a, I kept on debating that because, like, um, you know, there there is. Okay, give, give the thumbnail sketch again. Um, well, it was uh, two girls and a guy, and they were cohabitating, sharing the rent, but because of the conservative apartment owner, he didn't want there to be, you know shenanigans so the male character pretended that he was gay so he could you know stay there and not raise any eyebrows and um, we'll make the friends you know remember that Three's Comedy episode you know the one with the misunderstanding right like everything is based on double entendre and misunderstandings and um, you know uh, Don Knotts playing Mr. Furley I mean we could go into a whole thing who'd like better Mr. Roper or Mr. Furley and um you know, the very talented uh, John Ritter. Very yes. good. Uh, 
May he rest in peace. Yeah, may he rest in peace. And probably the most non-PC thing about it, and I just kind of had to say it, was the fact that the female cast members um, were usually bra optional. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and it, it, it like might as well have been a neon sign. And I honestly, and I, I'll put this out there too, I, a lot of times that was referred to as Jiggle TV. Oh, really? That, Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah. You know, things of that sort. Yeah. Um, that, yeah that was that was the shtick. Remember when John Ritter's passing affected me? I mean, that was one of the oh, first yeah. like like uh, Hollywood deaths. You know, affected me. He was just just I don't know, fun. And actually, it was a side of a local tie? I think because I think he married. I think his wife was from the Wilmington area. As matter of fact, so. I think they got married at a church in Wilmington. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's that. Um, yeah, very talented man. Uh, you know, we've talked before about the Golden Girls, uh, and on, on one hand, there are definitely things that are that are uh, have more adult themes and stuff now. But for back then, that was pretty ahead of its time. It was ornery, and and old people being old people being ornery. Yeah, well, because it well it was empowering because it showed these you know senior citizens. Having you know, wanting to have fun, yeah. having relationships, get into trouble, go carousing. So, so I'm going to say something in all seriousness here. And yeah. On that note, that's a good point you bring up. Would that show have the effect today that it had back then? Because now we have things like Viagra, and I mean, old people, older people, well, have a different outlook on. Uh, you, you're right. Well, I think that probably that you mentioned that being being you know it it it. I looked at it as an answer to ageism, right? Yeah. You know, and and that's probably something that is not talked about much. But I mean, you know, and something people may be guilty of and not even realize they're being that. I mean, everybody is. Think about it. You, you make fun of somebody when they're getting older. You make you know you. you we've already that. made the joke. We've already get made off the my joke. Line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, but I think that again was kind of a of a, of a slap back and saying, hey, you know. You, Age is only a number. You're only, as old, you know, the, any mantra you could have as far as, as growing old gracefully. And, and again, you had the Blanche is the main one that, I, that comes to mind when you talk yeah. about the Viagra. Right. right. <laughs> uh, because Blanche was the... A virile woman. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was her character. And, and, and I think it was purposely done to show that, hey, you know, that yeah. part of your life doesn't have to go away at, at, a, at a certain age. Right. And... We always like to throw trivia in there, but we know that um, that uh, Sophia, the mom, uh, was younger than was all younger of them. than all of them in real yeah. life. Yes, she right. was the youngest actress. Yet she played uh, the oldest one. I was told that it would annoy the cast incredibly because of the lady that played um, Sophia, she had a difficult time memorizing her lines. That's why she always had her purse. Because and she would be rightfully because she had the lines in her purse. Ah, it was a, it was a trip. interesting. Interesting. Yeah, uh, a little more recent. Although I hate to even look up the year because it's going to make me feel old. But um, a movie that I, uh, American Pie. Oh yeah. Uh, could not get made now. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just saw here a while back like a story, and it was it was interviewing Jason Biggs, one of the main characters of the show, and and he was saying that. It couldn't be made now for the same reasons, kind of that Revenge of the Nerds and right. Porky's and movies like that. So those, that's probably about I don't know when American Pie was early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's probably would have been the beginning of the end of movies being able oh, to be nice. made that way. But one that we may not be thinking about here, The Office. Um, uh, yeah. Who's the Who's the main guy? Oh, uh, oh Corral. Yeah. Steve Corral. He, he has said before that, that that show couldn't get made now. I right. Mean, and that, what, what, 15 years ago? Within yep. the last 15 years? Yep. So... Um, I don't want the one I had circled to. Um, you know, this goes back to the movie Tom Hanks' Bachelor Party couldn't be made today. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, the uh, once again objectification, bestiality, all that. <laughs> you know, there there is everything that you know that was a pretty that was a pretty uh, ornery movie. Yes, it was. And again. As Todd said, we probably watched it too young. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Smith did throw back to it in Clerks too. Yeah, he, right. he, he paid tribute. He def- Speaking of Kevin Smith, there's probably a few of his movies that definitely couldn't be made now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it could could Caddyshack be made now? I'm thinking there, for other reasons, but it, 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 Peta would they come in and say that it's cruelty to be hunting and trying to kill, a, even though it was never a real right. Uh, I don't know. I'd maybe Caddyshack could be made today. Because I because I'd heard for years that they were going to remake it with uh, um, same as Fletch. They were going to remake and they never yeah. did. I'd heard Caddyshack was going to be remade. And I'm going to go strong on the record. There are some things that should not be remade. I thought Footloose is one of them. Um, I put Caddyshack in there. I would put like Animal House. Good gosh, they're trying to remake Valley Girl. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> so Miami Vice should not have been remade. Yeah, just Red Dawn should not have been remade. Correct. So, um, but you know, I, we joke about, but there's they're small things that you know, the movies like, for instance, uh, the Captain America movie. Um, Captain America was written during you know as a World War II thing, right? And the bad guy, Red Skull, was a Nazi. So when they redid the, the new, you know, the Chris Evans Captain America. Uh, Red Skull was just kind of a global terrorist, more like Cobra Commander. They, they took out all references to Nazism. Right. Well, speaking of, I, I, I don't know, this is going to be one of those times where I start talking and have no idea what I'm saying, but wasn't Red Dawn, wasn't there something when they remade that where they couldn't... Yes. The, it, it was delayed. Because it was done and ready to be released. And Because the Soviet Union had fallen, they were going to use Red China. Mm-hmm. And then because Hollywood, I mean billions of dollars um, in Chinese ticket sales and the Chinese government said you need to change that or we're not getting they were going to lose their rear ends basically it'd be yeah. multi-million dollar loss yeah, I, I knew something they had to they had to go and edit do all kinds of editing and chopping on it because of, of that uh, you know and I keep going back to Red Dawn but think about what that movie I don't know if it hit I mean what age you guys would have been when you first saw that but seventh grade. Yeah. But do you remember watching that and thinking? I mean, because if you haven't seen the movie, we won't give it away. But watch the original. Don't just watch the remake. Uh, but just think about it. The opening scene in the middle of class could have been any one of us sitting in a classroom. Yeah. And you start I to see. About it. Yeah, you start to see all hell break loose, and it's like. Well, I mean, the, there were a lot of things like that back then. The, the about the the Cold War sorts of things. That, that, yeah. You know, the one that comes to mind. This was on regular TV. The day after. The day oh, after. I didn't sleep for a week. Yeah. yeah. Was it called yeah. The Day After or The Day After Tomorrow? The Day After. Yeah. Oh, there was a movie called The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. The Day After. I have that on DVD, by the way, if you guys yeah. want to get together and yeah. revisit that. That was obviously about uh, 
nuclear weapon nuclear weapons. Weapons. Uh, Lawrence, Kansas, because that's where the missile silos were, and yeah. it, it was like middle America, and it was just very haunting, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know, of course it was real, you know, we had that. And I'm sure this this topic here, we could go on and on, and oh, yeah. we did this without looking at a list, but I guarantee there are some lists out there of oh, movies yeah. or shows that could can never be made, but I think we hit the main ones that we've yeah. talked about before. And, and I'm sure our listeners will have some as well. Oh, absolutely. And I our mean, viewers. Our viewers and <laughs> listeners. I mean, I just want to throw this out. I just as a fun say, like, best little whorehouse in Texas. Uh, I, I don't think that... No. Classic. <laughs> you know. Very funny, but, yeah. Yeah, that... that no. <laughs> Rhinestone. <laughs> what? Rhinestone. Rhinestone. No. Rhinestone. Was it Rhinestone? Was it Rhinestone with Sylvester Sloan? Yeah. They yeah. tried to make the singer. Yeah. yeah. Budweiser, you created a monster, and they yeah. call me Drinkenstein. <laughs> I'm Drinkenstein. Oh man! <laughs> Terrible movie, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, I think we had three good topics today. Yes. Um, appreciate the discussion, and again. Uh, find us on Facebook. Chime in on your movies or TV shows you don't think could be remade today. Uh, also on your perfect day as a uh, Ute or uh, your favorite sandwich or your thoughts on the sandwiches. Maybe we didn't hit a sandwich that you feel should have been on the list. Or what we should wear the next time. No, yeah, by the way, we are all wearing pants. Yes, we are. You can't tell that, but we are. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, so again, find us on Facebook, search us out at Play By Your Podcast. Uh, you can leave a voice message wherever you find your podcast, including Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, there's a link on any of those sites where you can leave a voice message. Uh, find us on our uh, home site, anchor.fm backslash Play By Your Podcast. Uh, you can send us an email if you like at Play By Your Podcast 2020 at gmail.com or Twitter, Play By Your Pod with the number two. And with that, that is episode 21, our first video episode. And uh, we bid you farewell. Keep an eye out for episode 22. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again. And join us next time as we play it by ear.